I think people want that like real story of like this time you ran into uh, I don't know fucking Kirk Hammett and at catering or something. I don't, I don't know what they're looking for, but right, yeah, yeah. yeah, some sort of super famous person that you've you just haven't met. <laughs> yeah. I, Rub I think, shoulders with. Well, yeah, it's, <laughs> right. What what people is I, I don't want to ruin people's in, like idea of what touring is, so you can't tell them anything real. Right. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah, you they, they have. Like, you can't be like, oh, you mean like. Picking picking uh, peanut shells out of your out of your hair because <laughs> you slept on the floor of your van on a right. on a on a rolled up hoodie. It's like I've been peeing in a Gatorade bottle for three days. Is right, that what, yeah. is that what you want to hear? <laughs> I'm just accumulating a full liter. I'm just trying to right. get the whole thing. Um, all, yeah, I think we're all, we're all learning how to only pee when you get gas. Yeah, and I and I also had someone ask me at one point. They were like, "Hey." Um, you go to, you know, you go to LA often. Do you ever run into anybody like Tom Hanks? <laughs> like, like who's running into Tom Hanks? Dude, Cause they the just time. happen to be in LA. All like, the time. That's not a thing. Good old Tom. Good old Tom. He probably doesn't. He probably, he, or he Northeast or something. Probably or like be, Maine or something. Yeah. Or let's be honest. He's probably working. He's probably right. working. He's probably yeah. working somewhere remotely and, and filming something. Like France. <laughs> Hey man, you never know when Tom Hanks is going to show up at your local hardcore show. <laughs> you never know. You, you never, never know. know. He's always at the Seven <laughs> Eleven, or 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 if you're stopping at In and Out, and he just happens right. to be there. Right. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Animal style Hanks. That's what we call him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I dig that. So we call him in the streets. I hope it sticks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Bacon. Bacon is my podcast. Bacon. Bacon. Time out time. How those balls looking? You know what you know what season is, right? <laughs> I do. I do indeed. It is uh it is time. It is time for smooth sack summer. And how do I keep everything smooth, everything tidy, everything the way it should be? Well, I don't know how you do, but I'll tell you how I do. Manscaped, buddy. You know it. You've been listening. You've been seeing the show. You've been we've been talking about it. You know. You know how much we love the crop mops. You know. You know how much we love the lawnmower, but they have the performance package 4.0 now. Where? They did a little upgrade mm-hmm. to the Weed Whacker. Weed Whacker is, of course, the nose and hair, ear hair trimmer. It is now the 2.0, as opposed to the 1.0. Now, right. That's when I, one better. I used the 1.0. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. And then they sent the 2.0, and I said, how could, how could it be better? It is. It mm-hmm. just is. I don't know how they do it, but Manscaped keeps upping their game, and... Uh, I've been digging the lawnmower for a long time. Right. I like the skin-safe technology. I still use the guard. I still use the guard. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, no, uh, I have I have not once mm-hmm. uh, nicked a thread on the bean bag. Yes, <laughs> not once. Yep. Now you don't want to lose any beans. No. Everyone. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't want to lose beans, and with uh, with other methods, yeah. oh man, you could lose a bean. Yeah, but uh, not with manscaped. <laughs> Exactly. And also, they are getting into the beard game. They've got their brand new beard trimmer, which is fantastic. So go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code BACONPOD, and that will give you 20% off and free shipping. That's right. So don't forget to work on those testicles, your chesticles, 
and your cheeks. Keep them clean and ask yourself, what's your bacon? Smooth sack summer. What do you What do you guys play? Mike, what do you play? Uh, I play I play guitar and I sing. Um, okay. But like I have, you know. How? Drums, bass. <laughs> I can't. I can't do. I can't do. I, I literally can't do both. I, I no, no matter how hard I try. Um, I not that I really practice. I feel like you either got that or you don't. It's it, it's a it's doing two things at the same time. Like it, I just I have to. My mind has to. Like when I'm at home, I'm doing something, but also doing something else. Right on. I very rarely yeah. am, am like okay. I'm gonna just do this now today. Like I gotten a lot better about it. I'm trying, <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, it's you've always gone, like the, you've gone the from two. six things at once down to like four things at once. Right, right, exactly. So, uh, I also sing and play guitar. Yeah. So the same same thing, and it, it came from um, uh, too many singers bailing on. Oh yeah, uh, just sick of it. Out yeah. of necessity. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I was I was always a guitar player first. Me too. Sing with him, yeah, yeah. Um, and then eventually somebody was like, "Hey, uh, we need somebody to fill in for singing. Can you can you help?" And I was like, "I don't, but, but what?" Right. They were like, well, you do background vocals, so might as well. And I was like, all right, well, I'll try it. And then they haven't shut me up since, so. That's okay. That's a good thing. I, I started as a bass player, so uh, nice. I had guitar players quit on me. So I'm like, well, guess I'm playing guitar now. <laughs> and uh, I, I, I stick to rhythm stuff. I, I don't get wacky. I don't, I don't do anything yeah, outside the norm. Guy. We're rhythm guys, too. That's yeah. this guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's safer. It's a safer I place like, to be. I like to call it I'm a songwriter. Ah. Uh, <laughs> there you go. I like that. No, that's not. Nice. I, I never oh, thought of it that like way. Lead guitar? No, I'm a songwriter, man. I'm a songwriter. I'm a songwriter. <laughs> no solos? No, no, no solos. I don't need to. Yeah, I'll <laughs> no. get some solos. To do that. Solos. We, we do we do like the the bluesy solos, you know. Right, you know. I, I appreciate I can, that. I can rock a pentatonic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I, uh, I leave I leave tradition to the traditionalists. I just kind of I kind of do what I do. That's that's really it. Yeah. Hey, exactly. That's, that's the way to do it, man. That's that's what it's all about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, here we are. We're here with Chris Towning from Suffocate Faster. Dude, thanks for joining us. Hey, uh, thanks for having us, me. You caught us all mid-conversation because we have good conversations. That's what so we do here. That's what we do here. Um, you are the original forming member of Suffocate oh, yeah. Faster. And like, Scary to say, isn't it? Right? Right. <laughs> uh, but you guys, you guys haven't released anything in 15 years, and now here you are, 2023. Popping mm-hmm. something, popping, popping two songs out. Um, Some greatness the, out, by the yeah. way. Thank you, appreciate um, it. Now, I know that you guys started getting back together just like pre-COVID. Uh, so, so what I wanted to ask was, um, I'm sure back in you know like 2006 or whatever. Yeah. You guys were it was, it was a bunch of dudes getting into a room, banging on, banging on their their instruments and yep. writing songs. Right. Um, but you guys got back together. COVID hit shortly after mm-hmm. um did you guys like did you have stuff written going into covid and then go okay well we're gonna have to stop for a second or did you guys work through covid and like at that point where it was like okay well we can't really see each other were you do- guys doing the remote thing and and so um i guess the best way to describe it like as you know like writing songs when we were younger you had to get in the room you had to do this right, right. recording just seemed like this expensive uh unattainable unattainable yeah yeah unattainable thing <laughs> we'll and obviously songs now and we'll record them in four years exactly yeah 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 like or, or we'll write a whole album or whatever and that's just not the way the the music industry works anymore mm-hmm. um you got to have content new content constantly just yeah. constantly keep it coming so to me it made more sense to approach it that way um via covid um 
and I don't like to be the the guy either, but like a lot of, I don't know if you've experienced with this other bands or bands you've been in before this group with you guys. Um, but there's sometimes there's like this, the one guy who's like does everything and you can't change anything he does and he's in charge and blah, blah, blah. I've been in those scenarios and I, I don't feel like I'm that guy in this band, but it kind of just has fallen in my lap over time um, with member changes. And then obviously COVID being a thing um, we did definitely. And I don't know if this happens to you too. Um, you write a riff, right? You've got an idea or a couple ideas. They flow well together and then you just sit on them and they, yeah. you don't just, they just never, right. never get used for me. They just never leave my brain. So like every time I go to write a song, I've got that idea there. So until I get them out, they're just always there. So, um, have that. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So some of these ideas were literally just a matter of like, Oh, I've had this in here for a while. I'm regurgitating it again. I change the tuning or it's, it's a, right. I, I change this or I, I change, um, maybe the drum beat that goes with this riff this time around. And, and it just has a different feel to it. Like when I first wrote, um, the faster song in, um, I'm sorry, the faster riff that's in, um, in strength, I had like the sepultura idea, uh, that's really where it came from. And then it kind of blended with like a more hardcore terror idea. So now it's like those two together, but it's something I had. It was originally a Sepultura idea, more twangy, like groove metal Sepultura yeah. era, but, but that kind of feel to it. Um, so it just took a long time to really get it the way I wanted to. And I, I also recorded it and changed it and then changed it and then changed it and then took it to the guys and we played through it and we're like, oh, this feels great, but this part just could be better, you know, and mess with it, mess with it, mess with it. Chris put the vocals on it. And then I still went, I still stepped back and went, oh, we have a chorus now. So I literally like dropped half of the end of the song, doubled apart, made it the chorus. And then, then it just stuck. And that was it. Like I was, it's, and then that's, what's cool about the way we, where things are getting done now. It's not just like you go into the studio, it's done or it's semi-produced, the producer works on it, and then it gets fixed, and then you have a, a final product. Right. It was nice to be able to just go back and forth and back and forth and like really nitpick how it was going to go. And then I've seen the reflection of that in from the live perspective too, because if you played it live together versus it just being a computer song, excuse me, sorry, uh, it just has a better feel if you played it together with the guys and then, and then you go back and then you put it, make it a computer song again. So yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if any of that really fully makes sense or answered your question properly. It's, no, but it does. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's actually what, literally what we're doing. Right. Um, so, so like seven years ago, was it seven or was it something like that? Six, Maybe five, six years, something like that. Uh, before COVID we, uh, cause like computer, computer songs is kind of the way that I was doing things for a long time. Right. Writing them, then bringing them to people and then redoing them and and i was and i'm very much the other way of like let's all get in a room and sweat and kill each other until it's yeah exactly yeah yeah and uh so i was like dude let's let's try and i'll show you this way and uh we wrote a crap load of songs probably like close to 20 songs Mm -hmm. and then we because we're in two separate bands just things things get nutty you know things yeah of course um covid hit 
and we started this. Things and got nuttier. And then uh, things got nuttier. Things exactly. got nuttier. We, yeah. we decided to work together again, but um, we decided to what past like three months. We decided to actually do like all of the production and pre-production, and uh, we have a producer come on. So we take those songs. He he's like, okay, well, change this, change this, make this change, whatever. We do it all live on Twitch. So yeah, totally know what you're. Which is either a cool idea about. or the dumbest idea. <laughs> it's great. I think it's great because uh, it, it starts crossing that um, that barrier we were talking about, like with uh, watching Back to the Future and being like, "That's not how that works." What are right, they doing? Right. You know. So at least it gives some other some normies the the looking looking glass to see, like, "Oh, so this is actually how artists work together and yeah. figure these things out." You know, this is the most I, boring thing I've ever watched. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, it, how many times are they going to loop that? <laughs> exactly. How many times are you going to play that? You're going to keep playing that part? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. It depends on how how the vocals sit. So you're like, right, this will right. either get shorter or longer depending on how many how much vocals go here. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Time out. We've got all these awesome sponsors here. Right. Um, where can they find all the information out for that? Oh, if only there was a place. If there was only a, a portal, a hub, a, a central hub to a do so. Central location. Wait. I think there is. Do we have the technology? Yes, yes, yes. Baconismypodcast.com is where you can find the best deals on all of our awesome sponsors, including Drink Wild Bills, Poddex, Manscaped, all of them. Um, go over there, find their promo codes. You always get the best deals. But what else can you get over there? Well, not only can you get the best deals, and we'll always keep those uh, up to date, you can also help out the show. By grabbing some t-shirts, some yeah. swag. Jump over to the Bacon Is My Fashion section. Yeah, there's a whole section. It's just there for you. It's there for you. You can check it out. We have nice t-shirts. They don't uh, They don't chafe. The nice to the nips. You know I like that. You know Jimmy's you know all about like his that. nice to the nips I'm like the shirts. Drax of this show. You exactly. Know? I got sensitive nipples, man. I got sensitive nipples. That's if fine. you have sensitive nipples, check that out. And uh, you know what? How about your ear holes? You want to take care of those ear holes? Because you can find links to all of our episodes. How about your eyeballs? You want, mm-hmm. you want those eyeballs? You can find links to our YouTube, Strangerhood TV. You can check out everything right from baconismypodcast.com. It's easy. It's super simple. It's right there. What's your bacon? I will say that when you go to this site, that will be your new bacon. That will be your new bacon. Check it out. So so do you guys... Um, you guys have your, your second EP coming out later this year. Yep. Um, I mean, how how long was all this material ready to go? Um, real man, it just it took so long. So like, you know, at this. So rewind pre-COVID, right? So this band's obviously not a, a very full-time band. We're not a full-time touring band like we used to be in the early two thousands. Um, since I left the band, I went and did a bunch of other touring, and then I came back to this because Chris, the singer, invited me to come back and play a show, and then. We had a really good time rehearsing. We had a really good time get, being back in the room with the guys. Um, so that turned that's what turned into new music. Um, started working on some of these riffs pre-COVID um, of the two that have been released. Um, the other two were, yeah, more or less written in the last year-ish um, because I was working, you know, living in Detroit. Everybody's down here in Cincinnati. We would... I would go over to my buddy's house. We'd work on some songs. Um, 
he's the engineer who recorded everything. Max was great. I really appreciate it. Max Klein. Shout out. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, we, uh, I'd put an idea down. I go down and see the boys. We'd work on it a little bit, come back, fix, change that idea. Then we lost a drummer. New drummer comes in, working on this, working on this. It took some time. It shouldn't take that long to do two songs, but because of the the method I used for the the first two, of the the constantly nitpicking, going back and forth, not feeling rushed, it, it just made it a little easier. And then the, even the the second, let's just say the fourth song, that one I had one one riff, and I came in because I wanted to just put that down and have it. Um, I found the BPM, I recorded it, and then the other two riffs from the song just kind of came out of me just sitting there, just kind of just kind of hit me. I was like, oh, actually, you know what? Let's do this for the intro, and we're going to go straight into that song, or straight into that riff. And that's just, it kind of, like, wrote itself pretty quickly. Um, so, you know, you know how that how it goes. Sometimes sometimes a song, like, is just like, oh, this is it. This is the parts. Right. It sounds great. And then sometimes you're like, you put it down, you listen to it that day, you're like, yo, this sucks. And then you listen to the next day, it's like, okay, it didn't suck as bad as I thought it did. Right. And then you can you can look at it some more and nitpick it some more. So, um, obviously, it's it's just so weird writing songs anymore. <laughs> um, it, it's your. I think the biggest thing for me with this this music, before when I was younger, I was trying to emulate something. I was trying to um, do whatever was cool right now, or do what the cool bands are doing, and then so that way I can be successful. And then you, this time around, just approaching all these songs, it's just like I'm gonna write whatever the hell I want to write. Like this, right. yeah. if I if I write it, it is suffocate faster because I'm I'm writing it for suffocate faster. This is whatever comes out of me is what I what I want it to be. So um, the, other thing, that, the other thing you run into is it like you know when you emulate something that somebody's doing is it's like you're you're chasing it. Like I do, I, I still do it. It's like mm-hmm. you're chasing it, but it's, it's happened already. But if you're, right. if you're doing your Whatever's, own thing, whatever is out right now is two years old. Right, yeah. right, right. But if but if you're do you're in there doing your own thing and you're like nitpicking your own stuff, trying to right. create what the hell you want to write, then it's a whole whole ball of wax at that point. I agree with that, and I think the hardest thing is um, hearing your own thing is always going to sound the way you hear it. Like it's all no matter. No matter what, no matter if it's the coolest riff you've ever written, you're still going to be hard on yourself about what you've written. You're like, man, I c- it could be better than that. Right. But you just have to like come to grips with the fact that you're like, no, stuff I write is always going to sound like me. I'm always going to nitpick it. And that's just what it has to be. And like, it's just like, I'm sure you guys hear your own voice and you're like, oh my God, is that what I sound like? Yeah, like yeah. every time, <laughs> exactly. Every time it's like, it's like, did I really screw up that note that bad? Like, do I, does that sound okay? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, it's it's one of those things where that's I think what's part of the age aging process and like getting used to just writing songs to be like, no, what I write's gonna sound like what I write and that's it. And if somebody wants it to be something different, then tough shit because this is what I produce. So this is what I got. Um, that actually leads me into a question I had for you that was about kind of kind of the lyric writing process for what you guys do. Right? Um, so you're a hardcore band, which a lot of people th- like that genre is what? That genre is this? That genre is that? To me, hardcore is not really a style as much as it's like the mission statement. It's no, the, absolutely, yeah, I agree with um, that. So, uh, you know, the th- speaking truth to power, social economic issues, things like that, like like some kind of vision 
that, that that's kind of pointing in a direction to at least to me that's kind of how right I, no i absolutely agree with that um chris uh chris writes all the lyrics i i leave that to him um he he's been singers and bands for half half my lifetime you know he's yeah. been doing this for a long time and he always speaks from personal experience um a lot of a lot of the stuff he covers is um, mental health um, because he has um, he has anxiety like a lot of us do. Um, he he's probably one of the first people I ever met who like actually experienced panic attacks and 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 dealing with that. And uh, we also obviously talk about um, the lost ones about um, basically the justice system and how how people who do get incarcerated when they do actually get to return to real life. They're almost pushed back into doing the same thing they were doing before because mm -hmm. the world just doesn't accept them. Um, that's not something he's experienced personally, but you know, we all know people who have in one way or another been, been, you know, pigeonholed into that kind of situation. And then obviously straight edge too. Um, we've all been straight edge a long time and it's to me, it's, I mean, subconscious at this point. Um, but just a little bit background here to the hardcore thing. Um, I feel like what makes something hardcore is the people who are in the band, right? So if you have hardcore people in the band, like someone with the hardcore mindset comes from the hardcore scene, um, whether they're pro-life, straight edge, insert ABC here, whatever, right. punk rock, I feel like that's what makes it a hardcore band, even if they're playing metalcore or they're playing straight thrash or they're playing um, traditional punk. If they're hardcore dudes in the band, then it's a hardcore band. That's so. That's you're right, definitely on the whole style thing because hardcore is really all encompassing. But it really comes about, like you said, mission statement and what beliefs or ideals you know that group stands for. Usually against the norm, right? You know, it's usually a right. um, counterculture, and that's what it's always been. Um, so I feel like yeah, as long as the kids that are doing it. Or from the you know from that counterculture and of that mindset, I feel like you've got a hardcore band. I, yeah, I would I would definitely agree. Um, I wonder, uh, and and since he's the primary lyric writer, you yeah. probably have a better answer or or at least a a, a quicker answer. But you might um, like when you when you guys are writing. Um, so for me, when I'm writing a song, it's always just a personal experience, and and so sometimes even the 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 feel or the story or whatever is happening in the song can be very small in one person, um, and uh, and I'm not ever pointing that at anything other than really myself. Sure. Um, I'm I'm wondering what that's what that's like in the terms of if you if you're writing something uh, with the idea of putting a message out about something that you believe in that is a more all-encompassing uh a social thing or an economic thing or or you know uh whether it be uh a message for about straight edge or racism or whatever belief core belief is is a much bigger thing if that is something that um is it ever thought about how is this going to be absorbed by the listener and what's the best way to communicate our message or point? Or is it more of like a, uh, this is how we feel and this is how we want to say something. And the people that are going to get it are going to get it. Right. I, I feel like too, even 
you know, I was a, I, I'm not a lyrical guy. I've never been a lyrical guy. It's not mm. something I'm good at. I, so, so I we said I said before to you guys, like I don't know how you sing and play guitar at the same time. I just can't do it. And then you've got now you've got a message or lyrics and things you have to put to the singing. Right. Like I would I would I I would just screw it up completely. I would have just the melody of the guitar would be the exact same melody I'm singing <laughs> vocally because right, I couldn't. Right, right. I, I'm like, okay, okay, we're ascending. Okay, cool. I, I'm in this note now. You know, I, I would just completely screw that up. Um, so bravo to you guys for being able to do that. Um, but I think realistically, like, even if a message is specific, whether it's um, specifically straight edge or specifically anti-racism, I still think that there is room for interpretation. Um, so, like, maybe your your life experience, your the way you're describing it, may somehow tie into someone else's life experience, and then they're experiencing that song through their through their that's, their that's eyes, right? The idea, right? You know? So yeah, so I feel like even with the specific stuff, because you you guys may hear a straight edge song, and maybe the way it's talking about beliefs or or strength or whatever it's referring to may th- trigger something in your head that's like a completely different experience or maybe even right. like might even just inspire you to um, finish that, that project on your bathroom you were even giving up on, you know, maybe it's like the right push <laughs> in the right direction. So yeah. I, I feel like lyrically, I feel like it's, it's always got intent, but like all music, it is open for interpretation to the listener because uh, a, a certain listener may only hear the guitar riffs or a certain listener may be like, Very Oh, the true. drums are sick on that. And then, like, they never even hear the lyrics or notice the lyrics. And that's what it is. Like, for me, like, the Black Dahlia murder is literally all I hear is guitarists. I, I, I love the drums in there, but I have no idea what uh, – Trevor, rest in peace. Um, I, I still have no idea what he was ever singing about or whatever. So right. um, open to interpretation. Every listener is kind of different. So that's just kind of how I feel about it. I think it's important that that that's that's said and that's out because you know we've we've talked before about um, tribalism in music, and uh, you get into situations where there are people that that won't listen to something or or think it's right. not for them if it's right. if it's if it's got Outside any kind genre. of thing that's either out of their genre or is like oh I don't have that. Uh, thought process or I don't have that issue or I don't have that thing and they're talking about something specific so I don't I don't it's not for me and I think it's important to be like no man like that's like what you said um, like strength can be a lot of things yeah to the listener and can can inspire in many different ways and uh, one person's story about overcoming a very certain thing can inspire Many people that have no idea about that thing to get through their own things. You know? Correct. So. Exactly. Yeah, and that's and that's that's what you hope. You know, what I mean, like, um, I always tell people I, I started playing music, um, this type of music, because I wanted people to be able to have a place to get out or feel a certain way, the same way I found hardcore, and I had a, right. a place to go and be like, this is awesome. This makes me feel great. I forget about the house, whatever's bothering me in the world. And I have a great time here. And that's what I wanted to give other people. So if it is inspiration, hopefully, to get through that thing or or even just understanding like, oh, other people are dealing with these same problems I'm dealing with or yeah, yeah. whatever it might be. I feel like that's the whole point of this music and this language that we use to communicate with others. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think that's huge. Yeah. And, and another thing, too, like, you know, in all fairness, too, 
all jokes aside, yeah. if you don't want to hear this radio song, just skip this radio song. <laughs> exactly. Skip, skip well, to the next yeah. one. <laughs> I, I agree, but don't skip it because don't skip it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think it's a joke, joke, jokingly. Yeah, just skip it. Just yeah, don't. But you can always don't listen. <laughs> right. Yeah, just don't listen. No, I mean, there's there, in all fairness, there's there's plenty of Christian bands um, that I grew up listening to just because like. Um, Zayo being a, an old like an old metalcore band that I grew up listening to, I know there's some. I'm, I know there's Christian lyrics in there. I know that I know they're talking about something I don't necessarily agree with, and but is there is their right to talk about it? It's it's you know and and if I if I don't like it or I do like it, uh, that's fine. You know it it, it is what it is. A good example, you know, because right. I I remember growing up um, a friend showing me bands that were. Christian bands and and not wanting to tell me that they were Christian bands because he thought I wouldn't want to listen to them then and I was like, you know what? If you had told me, you might be right. I might have had that idea, you know. But right. No, of course. Um, now that I'm hearing it, like they're a great band. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just fine. Very good, you know. So, um, so yeah, I think it's it's a great example. What's up, guys? We got a little hint for you here. A little secret. Mm. How do you help the show? We've been asked. We've been asked. Here's a way to help the show. Check us out over at patreon.com slash baconismypod. You can get lots of extra stuff. Yeah, like additional shows, ad-free episodes, early episodes. Shoot. Every Sunday, we record our discussions and drinks live, live. with our patrons. Yeah, so you can have a drink with us while we do it. You can watch us cook things. You can watch us eat things. You can just support the show, and that helps us keep putting these out. It helps us... Uh, just keep the show free. Keep the show free. So thank you guys so much for supporting all of you over on Patreon already. Our patrons, you guys are our lifeblood. Thank you guys so much. And if you want to help out the show and you want to jump on, you want to be part of that bimp squad, jump over to patreon.com slash bacon is my pod. Yeah. Thanks. I, uh, I, uh, do want to kind of steer the course differently here. Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Because let's jump. Let's move. Because uh, in what's your bacon and seven questions, you brought up your your love for collecting some uh, some Transformers things and stuff. I have those. And there happens to be like a pretty sweet article out there about you and your collection and stuff like that. Oh, you found it. Hey. Oh, All yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just, Google's a fun little. Tool. Isn't it? Google it's Monster. Yeah. It's great. But um, but yeah, man. Like, what what are like what got you into collecting the the? Because you you specifically do like first generation, right? Yeah. No. Absolutely. So um, more than anything. So I'm an '83 baby. Transformers started in '84. So technically, by all rules of the of the universe here. By the time I was of age for Transformers, which is like five and up, right? Yeah. Right. By the time I would have been that age, so you're talking about 1988, that's like the end of Transformers. Right. Luckily, like I think 88, 89 is when Transformers really fell off here. Like they were yeah. huge, 84, 85, 86, and then the, the movie hit, and I think it scared a lot of people off because there's just like a marketing thing that killed all the important characters right. off to introduce new characters. So it like just turned a lot of people off. I didn't think they saw it coming that way, but um, but anyway, uh, I was lucky to have um, a cousin that was four years older than me, and I got his hand-me-downs at a young age, um, so I got introduced to some of the G1 stuff. Um, I think the real reason I, I gravitate to it is because I missed most of it. Um, 
I didn't get to see it when it was on TV. I didn't catch it until maybe later in syndication. Um, I only really had a couple of video cassettes that we had copied from the local um, video store. Yeah. Uh, so I had like a couple episodes. And around 2002, they started reissuing the original ones. So all the stuff that I missed as a kid and never really saw because my friends my age didn't have them because they all missed them. Mm-hmm. And they started coming out in 2002. And then all those reissues came out and I started buying those up because there's stuff I never had as a kid. And then there was different Japanese reissues. So different boxes, different, some different characters, some more, some more artwork and stuff like that. Also around the same time period, um, a comic book company called Dreamwave started putting out um, comic books um, in homage to G1. So newer art, better looking, great, just great art. And um, that's really like just, sparked my fire just to get into the the old stuff and um you start to find where like what interests you you like a lot of this stuff and i'm sure you guys know in collecting um you pre-order something you get it you get it in hand it finally shows up and you're looking at it and you go i don't need this <laughs> <laughs> Like it, it's like, I thought I wanted this. I got it in hand. I'm so, I was so excited about it. And you're like, no, 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 this is not for me. So, right. um, I, I kind of spent the time going through that process. I, you know, I've, I've bought and sold so many things so many times, um, just finding the right thing for me, just like to get excited about. And, uh, I can, I'm cont- constantly, you know, like, I won't, I won't say it chasing the dragon. Um, you know, as humans, we're just adaptive creatures. So, you know, boxes come in. It's like the Amazon theory. Like, you know, boxes keep coming in and it takes that many more boxes to feel good again, to fill that hole. Um, I've just spent more time. Um, my collection is more based on two characters because I know those characters bring me joy. So I know no, no matter what, international variant or repaint or whatever I get of that toy, it's going to bring me joy. Even if I have multiples of the exact same one, it still gives me joy because they're for, for Optimus prime. Obviously we all know, like he's the main, he's like the guy that everybody grab. He's the guy, he's the guy that everybody gravitated towards. Mm-hmm. So that's an easy buy for me. Cause I'm like, okay, nostalgia. I love trucks growing up. My dad was in trucking my whole life. Um, so just, I had truck toys growing up. So like nice, yeah. it's, it's that it just kind of speaks to that. And then I'm really into devastator and all the characters that form devastator mainly because, because cool. combiners are cool. I love, yeah. I love the idea of putting a bunch of toys together to make a big one. Same thing with Voltron or, yeah, Voltron you know, was, all, 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 yeah. all the light, all the, like the building size stuff was just like super cool to me. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and then I also grew up just enjoying Tonka trucks and, and construction vehicles. So it was, it was one of those things where like, that was natural for me to like those, those groups of characters. Mm-hmm. And then the more you dig into collecting and stuff, you realize, Oh, they produce these in France. These got produced in Mexico. These got produced in Japan for all these markets, but boxes are different and, and plastics are different and colors are different. And I just got into that, that rabbit hole of just collecting all the different Optimus prime variants to the boxes, to the, you know, all these things. Right. Um, and like I said, every time I get one, it's still that same joy because it's like, oh, 
it's like, so now I have like, I just keep getting more of these. And that even fell into Skeletor in the last year. Um, oh, <laughs> one of my buddies. I love Skeletor. One, yeah. I, and, and he's like the ultimate bad guy, right? Like yeah, he's yeah. like, he is the 80s bad guy. Of course, the cartoon makes him sound kind of weird, but the toys are just so different than the cartoon, as you know. Oh, yeah. And, and it's, it's, I fell into the same trap. Like I, 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 I um, they're, they're made all over the planet, like South America, India, you know, um, Taiwan, Hong Kong. There's like, I've got like 26 or 27 different Skeletor variants. Oh, cool. And they're, they're all like a little bit colored. There many. Oh my gosh. There's more than that. There's a lot more than that. There's guys like my buddy who turned me on to it. We got together via transformers. I turned him on to Optimus prime variants. He turned me on to Skeletor variants. So we're both just like killing each other slowly, (laughs) killing each other's (laughs) pocketbooks slowly. So, but no, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things where variant collecting is what I want to do. I rather not have, you know, the whole line. I don't want one of everything. I just pick one thing I really like. And I gravitate towards it and I focus on it. Well, because, and I even said that interview that you're mentioning, um, if you're not careful, you can get on eBay every day and find 10 things that are transformer related and just buy a bunch of shit. And then what, what does it actually do other than accumulate on a shelf? You know what I mean? So at least with these, like, I know I like the character. I know other people like the character. And to me, it's it's also one of those things where, sure, I'm investing this money into it. It's luckily it's accruing in value. So if I want to turn around in a month, two months, two years, I can still sell this stuff and still make my money back. You know, so like, I feel I, I feel like it is investing, it is a hobby, it is nostalgic. There's so many good things that come with it. It gives me affords me the ability to have these kind of conversations. It affords me the ability to have make new friends you know i've made friends all over i mean a lot of the world just from facebook groups and talking to people about transformers and um not that i'm the the expert but people do like ask me about opinions like what do you have you seen this what is this like what's going on here so i've been doing it long enough too that that's kind of cool that people know that's what i do yeah. and they respect they respect my knowledge and, and my collection and, and what i do know um, so it's nice to have people come to me and be like, Hey, um, I've got this. What, what do you think? You know what I mean? So yeah. it's kind of cool. I, 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 I enjoy it. I think it's really cool. Like, you know, we, we talked about, I feel like the, the collecting and then like the being in a band and recording and, and stuff have a lot of parallels. Like we, we yeah. all kind of came up around the same time. So it was like, we were in high school and we we're like, okay, well, we're going to spend several thousand dollars to try and record you know, handful of songs and stuff like that, because mm-hmm. things just weren't that accessible. So, like you, you, you said that you started your collection around then, right? Yeah, you, you couldn't really, you couldn't really go down those rabbit holes. It was like the beginnings of eBay and like right. a lot yeah. of like uh, kind of shady, shady shit going on with eBay and, 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 and message like, boards and yeah, <laughs> message boards and stuff like that. So, like. Man, how did you how did you navigate then? Like, were you? Oh, the, yeah. Then, so like, obviously, I wasn't. So like, my, my collection has be has come come to the to more of the very specific collecting. Back then, it was whatever Toys R Us had at the time because they were releasing okay. the commemorative stuff, and then whatever. There was some local toy shops that had some of the Japanese release box. Um, um, reissues they call I think they're called comic book boxes or whatever but um, it 
it, I don't know. It didn't feel too risky. Like, I guess because the price point wasn't bad, you know, $40 or whatever, right, yeah. you know, I mean, sure. $40 is it's in that time period when, when I, I was in, yeah, yeah. I was in college and I was not really working a whole lot. So it still was a lot, but luckily I, I saved a bunch of money in high school and towards college. So I, I was sitting on some money, so it wasn't a big deal to spend a little bit of money and especially on something that, like I said, like was a part of my childhood, but didn't get to be a part of my childhood. So I had to like pick it up now. Like, Oh, Hey, it's, it's available now. I can, I can buy this Megatron. I've never been able to buy a Megatron before. This is great. Um, I think eBay's definitely in the favor of the buyer now that, you know, I'm sure you know that they've, they've, they've produced so many, um, so many new rules. Like people get sellers get screwed a lot. And honestly, I I really kind of stopped selling on there just because of it. Um, the, the fees got astronomical. They're not, oh, they're not, crazy now. they're not using paper and everything. Twice. Oh, oh yeah. And they're not putting, um, since PayPal is not like their direct checkout anymore. And then like, cause you would get paid via PayPal and the money was there. Now eBay, eBay takes your money. And then they decide when, like when you're actually, they're going to release the funds to your checking account. Yeah. It's like, this is this, it's just, it's a kind of become a broken system, but I know some people are, so deep in it that's that's just where the business is and that's what they're doing that's what they got to do they got they got to live with it um but yeah any more oh man it is risky it is really risky out there it's and there's a lot of money out there i mean it's it's easy to spend you know as you know thousands of dollars on things and just cross your fingers like i really hope it shows up and it doesn't show up broken (laughs) i i actually had a uh um a customs fiasco um I had um, a buddy of mine lives in the UK. I'll buy stuff either from the UK or from Europe and have it just shipped to his house. And then what he'll do is he'll put it all together in one box and ship it to me. Um, so he had like a decent amount of things um, for me. They shipped it over. It came through um, a customs office or you know, the UPS brought it to the customs office. It comes through, gets released to UPS, back to UPS. Then comes to me. They literally cut the box open, damaged oh, like yeah. four of my boxes. Like literally, like just like box cutter. Just through, yeah, yeah, just box cutter through through vintage boxes that I just can't can't. I don't I don't know how if I'll ever replace one of right. them. And I, I just had to suck up the fact that I'm like, well, I'm gonna keep this. So I'm just gonna like and and the cut's so deep. You know, like with the tear, you can kind of glue cardboard back together. Right. But with a cut, there's nothing to attach it to. It's just right, two yeah. flat edges. So I literally just put packaging tape <laughs> on the inside yeah. and just laid it together. I'm like, it's mine. So I guess here it is. So I was only out 500 euro on that one, but it's still, it still hurts a lot on that. And then there was, yeah. there's a number of other boxes that I, one of them I literally sent back to, to my buddy in the UK to repair it. And he, he put it back together and it looks, it looks fantastic. So it works out, but it's just like, it just hurts your guts, <laughs> you know, to yeah. spend that kind of money on stuff. Oh, and man, that first time, like you get something and you're ready to open it. So you've got the, you've got the, the dopamine rush and the, and the hype <laughs> happening yep. and then all you at once up and it's, and something's wrong. Yeah. And it's just, it's just like getting kicked right in the, right in the bean bag. Yeah. <laughs> and, like... and, and one of them was so bad, literally like, so like you could see that he, they took two fingers, jammed it in the box, then oh. tore the box open. And it's just like, oh. there's nothing like, and, and that was the worst part. So these Savages. are just, yeah, these are literally just empty. <laughs> that's the thing though. So they're just empty boxes. So right. you can look 
and see in a window and see that, that that is empty. Like you don't have to go in there and tear it apart. Your right. x-ray shows it empty. So like, why are you, what are you doing? Like, right. And, and it, it just felt malicious and like intentional. Like somebody's just having a shitty day and I caught the brunt of it. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. It is the worst. Well, on a, on a positive note with collecting, do you have a, um, in your collection, what is your like holy grail that you have and what is your holy grail that you're still chasing? The white whale. Yeah. The white whale. Um, so I recently became quasi-obsessed with the um, the Japanese movie art. Um, they So the, the way it works is movie came out in 86 here. It came out in 89 there. Um, so like the when we lost Transformers, Transformers kept going in Japan. Because it did really well in Japan, it just kept going. Mm-hmm. They have more series of shows. Um, you can get all of them on DVD, but they're all with subs. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. they moved it. They like they didn't kill Optimus Prime. He he was still alive down there. So he like kept going, and like so their storyline's a little different. They kind of did it as like, from what I understand, and I'm not the expert on it. It's kind of just like a side story. Like oh hey, this is alternate universe side story. Here's the movie, right? The artwork they used for, you know, the cover on, on the poster, you know, the poster art, the the cover on the 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 laser disc, the VHS, all that stuff, it was, it almost looks like, it's not even Transformers. It like it, it is Transformers. You can identify it as Transformers, right? But it's just not your traditional cartoon. Yeah, see if you can look it up. Um, okay, he's trying to find it. It's just nothing like the cartoon. It's almost like it's clay. Um, it's got this weird. I, I'm, sadly, I'm not great enough at art to describe it. Well, it's like to me, it's, it it reminds me of like uh, I don't know if this is it. It's like more human. It looks more. Let's see. All right, I'm gonna see if no, this isn't it. See if you can like try try Japanese laser disc. That's a sweet. <laughs> Just found a sweet Optimus Prime. Here, let me let me just step away for one second. Hold on, I'll grab. Japanese Transformer laser disc. Oh yeah, then this is it. Wait, where is it? Here we go. I'm gonna see if I got it too. Here. Yeah, we can see if yeah. we can see if we can share it on screen here. Is that what you got? That's it. Yep, that's it. So that's the laser disc, right? Yeah. Nice. So that's that's something that's one of my grails that I have. That's awesome. It's not crazy. Um, it's just. You know, it's very unique artwork, cool looking, you know? and it's they all. It's, and it's the, definitely different. Like char- the characters look a little different. The designs are a little different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So and it was that little. It's that little. Uh, that little take on the uh, the old Star Wars art too. Like exactly. Yeah, it's got that same oh, kind yes. of feel to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and it's it, they, it was only used in Japan, and only used to promote the movie stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the only time that that style of art shows up, right? So 
I've got the laser disc, which is there. That's a grail. I've got the movie poster. Nice. Which is also pretty hard to come by. I know like one other person with that. Um, and like this, this thing I have here, this is like a promo of some sort. I'm not sure what it came with, but it's just like, oh, this is a little fold out promo. I've got, um, I got the, how those balls looking. You know what, you know what season is, right? <laughs> I do. I do indeed. It is, uh, it is time. It is time for smooth sack summer. And how do I keep everything smooth, everything tidy, everything the way it should be? I don't know how you do, but I'll tell you how I do. Manscaped, buddy. You know how much we love the crop mops. You know how much we love the lawnmower, but they have the performance package 4.0 now. They did a little upgrade mm -hmm. to the Weed Whacker. Weed Whacker is, of course, the nose and hair, ear hair trimmer. It is now the 2.0. And also, they are getting into the beard game. They've got their brand new beard trimmer, which is fantastic. So go to manscaped.com. Yeah. Use the promo code BACONPOD, and that will give you 20% off and free shipping. That's right. So don't forget to work on those testicles, your chesticles, and your cheeks. Keep them clean and ask yourself, what's your bacon? The uh, the soundtrack, same art, you know, the yeah. Japanese CD. I've been like just running down that rabbit hole. I finally got, so they have two VHSs. One of them is um, subtitle. One of them is overdub. Mm -hmm. I finally got the, the other one. I don't know which one I had. They're just two different colors, um, and this just a little different. So that's what I've been like really chasing. So I finally got that VHS. I literally, nice. it's sitting in a warehouse in Japan. I'm just gonna put a package, <laughs> put a package together, and ship it over here. So that was that I'm excited about. Um, as far as stuff that I want and I don't have, um, it's just the little stuff at this point. I need um, so. Mexico, their quality control is terrible, right? Mm -hmm. So they made them for like one year in Mexico or two maybe. And then they didn't sell well um, because the price point wasn't really affordable for Mexicans. Um, it was just, it was so expensive that the normal household couldn't afford to buy these toys. Right. So they sat in a warehouse <clears throat> until, um, you know, 88, 89. 8889 when it was dying here it was doing really well in Europe it's like picking up hmm. so they Europe imported everything from Mexico <clears throat> okay. as much as they could get I guess and Mexico was using lead paint so like a lot of things got pulled out of boxes and like repainted and all these weird things <laughs> so like there's actually what um, people call like a murder eye Optimus Prime okay. because the yellow eyes the yellow paint they used had lead in it so they just took paint and painted red over it so like every it, what's crazy is you know that's a variant right yeah it's, it's obviously like so it's the mexican one but someone in a factory painted over these eyes right they're all different none of them look the same right so you all done by hand right yeah because all done by hand so they're all unique in their own little way so i have like a bunch of those because they're just so different right but that being said the quality control is bad enough that like certain parts like certain blue parts were light blue and then certain blue parts were dark blue. And obviously it was probably one factory or they had parts from other factories or whatever. All these parts got mixed together. So like the blue parts, which is like Optimus Prime's head inside here, 
um, the chrome underneath all the chrome parts is blue plastic and they just paint it chrome, like, you know, it's chrome paint on the outside basically is all it is. So like you can find primes that have all light blue parts or some light blue parts or whatever. So like I'm constantly looking for a nice conditioned one because any ones that came out of the Mexico were played with quality yeah. control was bad. So like paint didn't stay, right. you know, Chrome, Chrome stuff rubbed right off or whatever. So I'm on this search right now to just have a good light blue Mexican made Optimus prime. Nice. That's, that's what I'm trying to do. And uh, it's, it's not, anybody out there has one or not. <laughs> let yeah. somebody know let anybody know just find me find him find them yeah please yeah absolutely so uh dude we've taken quite a bit of your time yeah that's okay really do i like it you uh <laughs> yeah. you talking all these things with us and and stuff so like please before we sign off here let everybody know where they can find all the suffocate faster yeah once again the new material the old material the socials all those right yeah so um you can find us on uh on instagram just do search the old suffocate faster um you can find us on uh we have a facebook page as well suffocate faster um you can find uh this is the way volume one on spotify and apple and all your lovely streaming services uh volume two is coming out um before the end of the year so keep an eye out for that uh, we've also got a bad religion cover coming down the pike too Ooh, in the next awesome. in the next month or so. So yeah, so yeah, just yeah. keep look out for the stuff. Get faster, boys. We're out there. Awesome. We Super. out here. <laughs> Super awesome. Cool. Awesome. Uh, Thanks, boys. One, one more time, I'll ask you. Uh, I asked you before, and I'll ask you. Again. I think it might be still the same thing. You had a pretty yeah, yeah, good yeah, grasp yeah. on it before, but uh, once again, for the people that didn't listen to what's your bacon and seven questions, just one more time for them, maybe. Uh, Tally, what's your bacon? What's my bacon? So I don't. You know, it's funny. Um, like you said, sometimes it changes, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm feeling the change. Um, I'm, I'm really, in, honestly, I really enjoy doing podcasts. I really enjoy like doing this stuff and getting to talk to people. It's, it's kind of like what, for me, like for traveling and touring, it's what I've taken away the most from. Obviously, it's, it's fun to, to play music and get out there, but it is also nice to like meet people to talk about stuff that you, you enjoy, that they enjoy. And, and just like the the human the human uh, the human aspect of just touring, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So it's what the best part about collecting too is, you know, meeting new collectors, talking about what they're passionate about, sharing your information, sharing what you know, and sharing your love. And uh, yeah, so collecting is my bacon too. Nice. I, I think nice. I think to encompass all of that connection, man. Connection, yeah. community. Yeah. Community, yeah. There's, you know, music is a community. Yep. Yep. You know, the, the collecting end collecting of it, it's a community. It's, yep. it's creating community that connection and that, Creati- that creating you have your with, scene uh, with podcasts or doing things and meeting yeah. people. It, it's right. the same kind of thing. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that uh, at the end of doing this podcast, you had a thought of I like doing podcasts because yeah. it can always go the other way. It can always go the other way. It's go the other way. Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate you guys. I had a really good time. Thank you so awesome. much for having cool. me. Cool. We appreciate yeah, it course. very much. And everybody that's listening, one more time, definitely go out and uh, check out Suffocate Faster. Check out everything. If you do have a light blue Optimus Prime made in Mexico, please let us know. We'll Who's let Tommy know. We'll yeah. figure it out. We'll figure out a way to get that. We'll be on the lookout too. And remember to ask yourselves every day that all important question. That question, what is it that makes your life better? What is it that makes you excited to get up and excited to do things during the day? What is it that makes everything a little bit easier? And like we said before, a little bit gooder. Yes. Gooder. Right? More gooder. Do you remember what that question was? He knows the question. Which question is that? The most important question to ask yourself every day.
that we just asked you. What is your bacon, right? Yes. That's the one. Yeah. I got it. I, 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 here, here's the thing. I, 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 felt, I felt a quiz there, and when I, I felt confronted there. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. <laughs> what are they saying to me? No. No, it's great. Awesome. What is my bacon? I, I appreciate you guys and everything about this. This is a really good time. Thank you for having me. Awesome. And uh, I, hope you, I hope you guys have uh, all this success writing new songs together as well. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you, man. It. Appreciate it, man. Chris Towning is fun to talk to. I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna just throw this out there. I think he might be a nominee for a bimpy. Hmm. I could see which one are you think. Uh, maybe you think of bromance. Maybe bromance. You think of bromance. It may be bromance. I I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna have to like go through. Yeah. It's still a little early. It's you know, early. we've gotten well, to about November. Romance is tough, you know, like sometimes. Like there's there's it's not always gonna be like a runaway like like AJ. You yes, know what I mean? Yes, We're yes. not always just gonna like stars align. Sometimes yeah. it's gonna be like this is a solid dude that was yeah. really great to talk to. I can't wait to talk to him more, you know, like But that's what we got here. Yeah. I, he'd be fun to get on with AJ and because Oh yeah. We gotta get like all the nerds on. At some point, yeah, yeah. Let's do. We're gonna, yeah. When we're done with this, you know, this outro, like, we're gonna. Vegas, my talk podcast, about... uh, nerd again and nerd, <laughs> nerd, nerd again, and I like that. Nerdapalooza or something. Nerdapalooza. Yeah, I like that. Uh, that's a good idea. Let's, okay, we're gonna talk about that. That's yeah, you know thoughts and things. It's, it's happening in my brain balls right now. <laughs> yeah, little, little things. Massage the brain balls. Make sure the brain balls are uh, uh, shaven, shorn, shorn brain balls. Well, don't shave your brain. Shave your balls. Well, yeah, shave your balls. Yeah. But everybody says that our balls are attached to our brain anyway, right? Sure. Sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, well, so we've had a great time here. Jimmy, how can they help the show? Well, the best way to help the show, honestly, is to uh, check out our Patreon. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a super direct way that you can help the show. So if you're like, if you're like I love this show, I want to know more about these guys, I want to see some extra content i want to i want to join the community i want to be part of the bimp squad and like do all oh, that kind of stuff early episodes yeah 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 then like jump over free. to patreon patreon.com slash bacon is my pod and uh and check it out join yeah. over there there's uh there's many different tiers different price points very cheap we didn't uh, we didn't go crazy on any of that kind of yeah. stuff but we do try and give as much as we can absolutely um so yeah that's that's probably the most direct best way but also Man, if you just like listen to the show, keep listening to the show. Give us some reviews. Share us with your friends. Um, you can also jump over to baconismypodcast.com and you could do something like uh, grabbing one of our t-shirts. Yeah. Right? Uh, including our Pride t-shirt. Yes. That is actually, uh, it's July now. Mm-hmm. But, but that's okay. We're keeping it up. We're still keeping it up. We're keeping it up. So... Uh, keeping it up, so check that out. Uh, Love is my bacon. Bacon is my podcast. Yep. Plus all of our, our other, uh, we got we got cool shirts, man. Yeah, we got, got cool, cool stuff. Shirts. So check them out over there. Um, that's then the uh, bacon is my fashion section. Yeah. But also, also just remember that it costs it costs you literally nothing to leave share, like, or re- leave a review yeah. or follow. Yep. It literally costs you nothing, and it helps us immensely, tremendously. Just in getting heard by new people. Right. It's so hard to just get heard. Mm-hmm. Right? I agree. Um, 
whether we're putting out something that's good or not is up for debate, and I'd love to have that debate. Sure. But uh, we need more people to hear us to finally really, really have that debate. Damn right. You know? All right. Well, now that we got that out of the way, Jimmy, where yeah. can they find you, sir? Uh, yeah, find me at uh, Jimmy G Shoes on all the socials. You can find out uh, about me, about my band, and about uh, my shoes. I got lots of shoes. Uh, my band, Craving Strange, is at cravingstrange.net. You can find out everything about all our socials and everything there. And always jump over to strangerhoodtv.com, which is the home YouTube channel for Bacon is this show. podcast, as well as videos by my band, as well as other shows by uh, our, our buddies in, in the scene. Uh, we got the top five, my top five. We've got the top 20. All those things are happening. We've got some uh, some cool stuff from... Your band, Something Heavy, where can they find that information? That information is on the socials, at Something Heavy Music. Uh, Check us out on all of the streaming platforms, Something Heavy. We have a new single out that's been out for a few weeks now. Um, We dropped it as a surprise, unless you're a Bacon Is My Podcast listener, where I mentioned it every week leading up to (laughs) it. Uh, It is called Just To Live Again, and... uh, Thank you guys for listening to that. It's been a lot of cool. And it is awesome. Share that around. It's definitely can. it's definitely a different song for us. You know, normally I'm, I'm trying to go heavier, but this is more of like a punky feel, and it's got a little bit of chant kind of thing. I, I like when you go that direction. Yeah. It's, it's, I'm a fan of it. Oh, you cool. do it really well. You do that. Uh, I dig it. Thanks, bud. I dig it. Thanks, bud. Um, as far as me personally, you can find me at me, my own self. Mike, you can find all the cool things that uh, the podcast is doing, the band is doing, and fun family stuff real real wholesome content yeah if you will indeed so until then until the next episode yeah please Which might come out tomorrow depends on when you're listening to this right exactly or it could have might... come out yesterday yeah so get on it <laughs> maybe you're late come on i don't know always remember to ask yourself one super duper important question jimmy what is that question what's your bacon yes well peace